0: Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Don Harrison And I'm James Marriott. Coming up on this week's show with our friends at Taito Law. Yep, the balls are out again. Football is back. Uh, We're going to hear from Adam Reach. And we've got Gary Monk on a particularly dodgy Zoom connection. But he does crack a joke. So that's nice. Um, Right, 105 days, Dom. It's 105 days since Wednesday went to Brentford and lost 5-0. It feels like an age ago we were we I, I remember was in the aftermath of that recording, sat in my living room having a, a right good moan about it and uh well they've certainly had plenty of time to work
1: on how to put things right. They certainly have, James, and uh it's a fresh start and it's uh it's got that sort of feel of uh it's been the longest pre season ever. Uh and so uh they've had lots of time to assess, evaluate where things were going wrong and uh, there were plenty of things going wrong before the break. Um, They've got some key players back uh, who I would expect will go straight into the team at Forest. We've talked about it before that I expect there to be quite a few personnel changes. But then there's a lot that's still sort of... there's, There's a lot of things where there's question marks, aren't there, over... How well how they're going to perform? How they're going to line up? uh, What changes they make? The style of I think the style of play actually for me is um, is a big issue uh, in terms of I think that they really were losing their identity. uh, I thought, Uh, and it was hard to see what the plan was before the break. And I think what we've got to see in the last nine matches is some serious evidence of than putting things right and moving forward with one eye on next season. And so that's what I'm hoping for, that we're going to see some goals and entertainment and playing behind closed doors. I'd like to think that things were getting maybe a little bit toxic at times, especially at Hillsborough, fans turning on on the team uh, after so many below par performances. Um, understandable frustration was there. Uh, well, well, the players aren't going to have that excuse anymore. Um, so it's, it really is no. time to stand up and weather.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, we we have mentioned this a couple of times in the episodes that we've done over the. I keep wanting to call it the summer, and it's obviously not. But over the the break that we've had, where we've we've almost kind of joked about the fact that we talked about in in the the, the podcast that we did after. Brentford, just ahead of the original planned forest game where it was just actually a rumor that it might end up being played behind closed doors way back then. Uh, And we were like, could that end up being a positive? And obviously things changed very quickly over the course of 48 hours. Um, And obviously the game didn't happen and we find ourselves where we are now. But we kind of said then that, you know, it might actually be uh, a good thing if the game ends up behind closed doors little did we know it would be um you know three months later or whatever it is um all right and I it's kind of been this has been the first week where everything feels very back to normal so i must say i've not really particularly kept up with wednesday news this week so um what what has been going on dom
1: i'll fill you in very quickly then james so i think right. um from the gary monk press uh uh, virtual press conference on Zoom uh, yesterday. So that he's done a few over the last few weeks, Gary Monk, with the local media. Uh, and then that was the uh, the first official pre-match press conference. Uh, and I think really sort of the headline news was that clarified Stephen Fletcher. Is he going to, is he fits? Is he going to play in the last two matches? Well, he's been in full training this week. He did have a niggle last week. That was what Gary Monk said. But he is in contention to play against Forrest. I would expect him to lead the line. Wednesday, I think, actually put on uh, one of their social media platforms a few hours after Monk spoke to the press, you know, pictures of Stephen Fletcher heading the ball in the rain. Uh, and uh, so that's huge that Stephen Fletcher uh, is going to play in, the, in these next two games. After that, we don't know. So much still up in the air when it comes to the other out-of-contract players. Uh, Wednesday have got eight. Kieran Lee, however, has said and agreed that he will play in the final nine matches. Uh, yeah. That's great for Wednesday in terms of it's an extra body. Central midfield is uh, something I've touched on before where it, it when you're now looking at resources, that's where Wednesday are actually very strong. They've got five players there. Uh, with Kieran Lee staying for the final nine matches, so they should be able to cope whether they play three in the centre or four four two, whatever it might be. Um, and uh, and lone players, this, I think Gary Monk. The impression I got is that he seems confident that Jacob Murphy, Connor Wickham, Alessio de Cruz, that they will get those done over the line, so that they extend their stays for the final nine matches. Bearing in mind as well, James, that Wednesday are going to have more substitutes to play with, so it's twenty, yeah. uh, and and they're going to be you know they're going to be able to use in the last nine matches five substitutes in a game. So rather than just calling on the un, some of the untried kids, Conor Grant, I would imagine, will be in there. You've got Zaziragidi hasn't played much, Alex Hunt the same there being in and around that match day squad probably be on the bench but you would mm-hmm. at this stage when Wednesday need points more than ever for so many reasons I think it's, it's going to be good if they have the experienced players there um, and available to call upon um, so I, 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 things will have to be finalised when it comes to loan players and the out-contract players next week it will come to a head um, as it's, it's the twenty third, when Wednesday they have to have finalised by that. That's the cut off date for getting the short term extensions to the out of contract players. Um, so time is very right. much of the essence. It, it's uh, I, we, we've talked about this before. It feels like it's it's just
0: really messy that you know, rather than, you know, some kind of blanket. And I guess it was never going to be possible to have like a blanket rule of extensions and stuff like that. But this is almost like it's like an extra transfer window, isn't it? It's about, you know, they've got to do all this negotiating and getting contracts done and stuff. So it's it's like a transfer window, but without any of the excitement of possibly bringing in new players. It's just a bit flat that it's like, you know, extending the contracts of players who, you know, for, for one reason or another, I think most of them are probably disappointed this season. So it's it just feels very, very odd. And then that you didn't mention in there is Josh Windass, who I think, has he picked up an injury?
1: Yeah, he's got a fire injury uh, and it looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. they've got uh, a sort of a bit of a decision, really, to make on him now. Uh, when you, you look at it, there's nine matches remaining. Windass will probably miss the next three matches at least, uh, recovering from that. So they would be left with half a dozen games. Wednesday have then got to make a bit of a judgment call, haven't they, um, in terms of whether you retain uh, Josh Windass and look to extend his loan for six matches. Uh, and he's only played, I think, four times for Wednesday anyway, since coming in in January. Uh, mm-hmm. I, so, I'm, I'm not sure whether Wednesday will actually look to uh, keep Josh Windass for the remainder of the season. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't. When you think of the attacking options that they've got, I'm not so sure that it's essential that they, that they would keep Josh Windass. But I think they're going to play that by ear um, and see, and they're assessing him all time. time. Uh, and then they make a decision, really, uh, on his recovery from injury. But yeah, in terms of other injuries, it's Kevin Westwood with his shoulder problem, but he ain't going to play anyway. Uh, and then Sam Winnell, who's not trained for the last couple of weeks uh, with an unspecified knot. rest The rest of the players are good to go.
0: Okay so have we heard anything on the involvement of I mean it, it obviously looks like there's some players whose contracts you would imagine are not going to be renewed in the summer so I'm thinking here's quite specifically about Fernando Forestieri I guess um because obviously he has been featuring in the in the first team he's been kind of been in and out a, a bit but you know he's certainly been knocking around the starting 11 when he's been fit but the indication seems to be that it, it doesn't look like he's going to be offered a new Contract. There was lots of talk on social media about a house that went up for sale that had a kitchen that looked incredibly similar to the uh, one that's been featured on his social media quite a bit. Um, so, what is he likely to be involved for the for the last few games? Are we likely to try and kind of keep him till the end of the season, or is it just going to
1: be a couple of games and then that's it? I'm expecting him to be involved in the next two matches. After that. Who knows? Uh, I think next week, or it's, that's when it's going to be defining, really. I think the Wednesday it, are in that sort of tricky situation where they, they can't plan and look too much into the long term. They're trying to uh, get the out-of-contract players to stay for the remainder of the season. But those players will have reservations over... As I've said before, when it comes to injuries, uh, it's the risk, isn't it, of playing. Uh, And uh, if they're not going to be staying at Sheffield Wednesday for next season, they haven't been given any indications by the club that they're going to be offered a long-term deal. We've seen it with Lyle Taylor at Charlton. Do you risk putting yourself out there when you could pick up an injury and that could scupper up your next move? Uh, So... I, I think there's so many variables in this, and that's why it, it's hard. I think for Wednesday to get it over the line, but I I, I don't think that um, Forestieri after the next two matches that that necessarily will be the end. I I, I still think that there's a possibility that Wednesday could extend, um, you know, until the, the end of this season. I I, I I I I wouldn't rule that out at all. I think that um, you know, Gary Monk. We've seen that he's been in a, in and around his first team squads, and that he's been playing when he's been fit. Uh, you know, before football stopped. Uh, uh, and I actually think that in my team for Forest, Forestieri would start uh, uh, up from alongside uh, Fletcher. Uh, if if Forestieri does the business in the next two matches, should he feature? that's going to make it even harder, isn't it, for for Wednesday not to look at trying to keep him long-term, I would suggest. But then, clearly, they've got to make a decision by the 23rd. But negotiations are ongoing. Have,
0: the, the kind of... I mean, uh, yeah. So, negotiations ongoing is probably the key phrase, isn't it? Because while negotiations are ongoing it's probably right that we don't really know what's going on because, you know, it could obviously put things in jeopardy and that's all stuff that's private and that's fair enough. It 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 feels a bit, just feels a bit last minute. It just feels all a bit rushed. I mean, you know, Fletcher and, and Fox are, are prime examples of players that every time we've talked about who would you keep from the out-of-contract players, they've been the two that pretty much, I think every Wednesday fan has said, yeah, they're the two that we've got to save. And we now find ourselves pretty much a few days before the the deadline of of getting those contracts done. And and it's still up in the air and, you know, with foresty area you think that surely that's a decision that that can't depend on on how he does in the next couple of games that's a decision that should have been made ages ago and it all just don't know i mean what what impression do you get from from the, the the club i feel from the outside looking in it just feels a little bit messy and a bit unorganized and no one's really kind of sure whether or not they you know which players we want to keep or don't and it's just just a bit
1: chaotic I think the club knows, uh, and Gary Monk knows, what players he wants to keep for next season. But the unprecedented situation that we're in with the circumstances and the season means that uh, the, the forward planning that I, I think that uh, they had earmarked for a retain list and, and of those out-of-contract players who they would have kept... The retain list normally would have been announced at the end of the season had it finished in May. Uh, And clearly that's now been delayed Um, and is not going to be until the next week or two that we know who's going and who's staying. Uh, And then you've got the question mark over the loan players. Uh, But it's one of them where they need these players to finish this season. Uh, but from the players' point of view, I mentioned the injury aspect. But then also, if you're Stephen Fletcher and Morgan Fox, would you be rushing to sign a new contract right now when you don't know whether Sheffield Wednesday will be playing in the Championship or League One next season? So I, it's all it, a lot of it, it's down to the, the players... That, the representatives as well will be in their ear uh, and will be saying that there's a lot of uncertainty at Sheffield Wednesday right now. So we're not going to rush into the deal. So uh, I think it's maybe a little bit easy to actually criticise the club, but uh, they weren't to know that this was going to happen. Uh, and yeah. so they're now having to uh, try and react almost to this. I, I think you know we, we could... Um, be slating the club if they um, have sort of not got their act together and done things quickly, if it, if, if it was normal, but we're now in the new normal, aren't we? So I I, I think where everything has been thrown up in the air. Uh, so I do think that you have to cut yeah. Wednesday some slack, and well, I would also say Wednesday won't be the only club in this position either. I'm sure there will be a number of clubs who will have a lot about contract players where right now they don't know whether they're going to play beyond the next two matches.
0: That's, that's a fair point. And as you were talking there, I was kind of thinking, to be fair, I imagine every club's pretty much in this situation. And, you know, you're going to have this, this strange scenario that will come round, I guess, somewhere where there'll be a player that plays for two games and is then out of contract, doesn't play for the rest of the season, but then signs a new contract in the summer and plays next season for, for the original club. Um, and just miss seven games, you know, that, that's seems like it could well be a, a scenario that happens with, one or maybe both of Morgan Fox and Stephen Fletcher, that you know, if they're not sure where they're going to go next season, they might not want to play those last seven games for that risk of injury. But as it turns out, they end up staying in the summer anyway, which would be a very strange sort of scenario. But as you say... We're in the situation, you know. There is, there's no precedence. We don't, we don't. This has never been done before, so we just, yeah. we've just got to run with it, I guess. And um, it, it, it truly is just literally one game at a time territory at the moment, isn't it? As to which players you've got available, and you know how things. Pan out. We've got. We've also got the scenario of the fact that you know players restarting um, competitive football in such strange circumstances. Maybe the risk of picking up injuries in games now is going to be higher because it's
1: not been a proper like pre season, has it? Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. I know that um, Wednesday's former physio Paul Smith. It, you know, he was talking about that last week, and uh, you know I've heard and spoken to a lot of people on the sports science side of of the game and yeah I think it's inevitable and that's why they've increased the substitutions that you can make in a match and in the match day squads and I think it's sensible that Wednesday after Forest they're going to have to play eight matches in the space of 24 days when they've only been in contact training for it's two weeks now so when Gary Monk was talking about the inadequate preparation time last week and some people going, oh, he's getting his excuses in early. It, it's very valid. It really is. I mean, You can't have a go at Gary Monk. You know, it, they are in a position now where um, they should have been given longer, but there is this rush and appetite to get football back and get, the premier league and the championship done and that's driven largely by the money that's at stake
0: yeah i mean we've 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 talked about that a few times it was interesting with chris kirkland last week and you know his opinions on that and and you know it seems like quite a lot of people accept the fact that it feels Very rushed, Um, maybe not for the for the reasons that you'd want it to be for. It does feel very kind of money first, football has come second. But um, I'm I'm sure we'll come to that a little bit later on. Uh, Right, let's hear from um, Gary Monk. So this is Dom chatting to Gary Monk. It's on Zoom. It's not the best quality in the world, but it's just a couple of minutes. So here is uh, Gary Monk.
1: What sort of match are you expecting? this weekend after such a long break?
2: That's the mystery, Dom, as I keep saying. We don't know. We don't know. So, we hope it's a, a good performance from us. We've prepared, as I said, we can only focus on ourselves. We've worked extremely hard. Um, we've gone through a lot of detail and tried to work out you know, different scenarios and different
1: setups for, it, for what might be needed um, to give ourselves a little bit of variety
2: of what we can do mm. and what we can't do but the main principle is, is to make sure that we put ourselves in positions to win games so what will come of the games we don't know we've not experienced this situation we've tried to prepare for that with the behind mm. closed doors games uh, to give us a taste of it but come saturday's when we'll get the first taste of that real first game back so uh, yeah all i can say is we're looking mm. forward to that sense of the attitude and atmosphere in, in the squad and um, yeah just looking forward to it now so yeah we've gone through everything else before and, all that side of it, and now the game's here in a couple of days' time. Mm. It's the start
1: of this, so let's get on. You were leaking quite a lot of goals as a team before the break. So, for you, has the main focus been on trying to tighten things up defensively going back you know, into None the fight. restart? The
2: focus has been defending, attacking. Mm. It's like a reminder you know, we've had to go through, even though players you know. with a big period of like you would do if you know, it's been a longer period than we would have at uh, the end of the season to new season. So you have to go back through those reminders, the football pitch, and, and work at it, strengthen certain things up and where we need to go better and what we can do well. And, and then, yeah, just try and push that as hard as we can in a short period. You know, we've had a very short period to prepare. So we try to condense as much as we can in as possible to keep the players the best preparation they can. So um, I've been happy with them, I think. As I said, they've come back in, majority have come back in a really good condition. Mm. Yeah, they train extremely hard. We we'll try
1: to cram as much as we can in, and, and yeah, we hope that shows on the football pitch. Did you watch the return of uh, football last night in the Premier League? And what did you make to it?
2: Yeah, um, crowd are noisy, aren't they? It's not charming or game.
0: He seemed quite quite jovial there. Did um, did Gary Monk?
1: He was, he cracking, was a good a, cracking a joke yeah. about
0: cracking a joke about the, the the crowd at the Premier League games the uh, the other night and whatnot.
1: Yeah, no, he he was actually, um, I would say, pretty chipper. Yeah, no, I think that he is genuinely looking forward uh, to the restart. Um, He's not happy in terms of how long that they've had to prepare. And in my dealings with Gary Monk over the last nine months, he he does strike me as pretty thorough and meticulous uh, and with what... um, you know he likes to do with the players on the training ground and how he yeah you know, tries to set up his team. Saying all that, we know that it was sort of falling apart really before the break, and uh, and uh, I, I do definitely think that not just him, but you know the, a lot of the players such as Moses Odubajo, maybe Kadeem Harris and, and Adam Reach that. I, I, I do expect that, you know, they'll come back and they'd be fresher, I think, mentally, physically. They should be good to go. Uh, Massimo Luongo and Adam Reach, I, I, I just look at them and I think that that's that's huge for Wednesday. I think that they're going to be a big boost for the team uh, and give Wednesday more energy in midfield and goal threat. Uh, which is going to be vital uh, for the final nine matches, but yeah, I think Gary Monk is is he's actually excited to sort of get underway. But we are going into the unknown. We don't know what it's going to be like uh, uh, with playing behind closed doors and how the players are going to react and whether they rise you know, to to the occasion. The challenge of getting with the twenty seven points up for grabs. Wednesday, with that EFL charge that we know that's lurking still horribly in the background, they need as many points as they possibly can. And that has to be the aim.
0: Absolutely. And um, we, we could almost do with being in promotion form for those for these last few games, in order to just bag as many points as possible, and then, you know, hopefully, pretty much remove the the threat of um, of any issues that come of the EFL charge. I I have this niggling thing in the back of my mind that says actually the EFL would probably be quite happy with that because they're probably not necessarily going to want to to give Wednesday a, a big enough punishment to relegators, but <laughs> they'd still like to dish out quite a big punishment. So you know, it would actually kind of please everyone it'd be great if we could just go out and do the business um the thing that we obviously um have to bear in mind here is that every club's in the same situation so we've got forest um tomorrow on saturday and you know they're, they're in exactly the same boat in terms of the fact that in theory they have a, a full squad that's available i've not looked at, at how they performed in the last few games before the break because it feels kind of irrelevant um i think we'd said that they've been in have they been in quite good form or quite poor form it was one or the other it doesn't matter it's irrelevant um it, it is almost like first game of the season um all over again so um i i, I really don't know what to kind of make of this one to, to be there the the good news here is that there will be some wednesday faces in the crowd um including little domhausen on the front row of the north stand which will be nice
1: yeah, so uh, there'll be two of me in the stadium, so uh, yeah, thanks a mm-hmm. lot for that, James, yeah, uh, and, and it's that's a very right. flattering no, that's by, that's picture as well. very flattering for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'd the archives to find out. No, it'd be nice, actually, I'm not sure that I've been on the North Stand before, so uh, yeah, no, I I'm, I, uh, I look forward to, uh, to being there and cheering the team on.
0: It's good. I'll um, I'll send you uh, details of which the best toilet is and which bar you'll get served at quickest at, at halftime. So I'll sort all that out. Uh, no, in all seriousness, so you are actually going to be there. So the press, it was a little bit touch and go for a while as to whether the press would even be allowed in. Um, but you are doing with all kinds of extra kind of health and safety measures and stuff like that. And there's no kind of sitting down with Gary Monk after the game or anything like that?
1: No, it's going to. it sounds like it's going to be very strict uh you come at a certain time uh you've got to then leave the ground at a certain time the uh will be attempting to do a post-match zoom with Gary Monk but would be still in the press box rather than in the press room uh that we you know we would be usually after a match Uh, and so I can just see it being very surreal and weird and uh and like I said, maybe a few weeks ago, I think for me, it's it's just going to be really odd without fans and I, I don't think it's going to be the same at all. You know, the atmosphere, that's what makes it for me. Uh, so I, I'm not particularly relishing that, but it will be intriguing to see what it's like. But I, I, yeah, I, I've written about it and I, and I do actually wonder in a weird way that I do think it could benefit Wednesday, certainly in the short term, uh, and Gary Monk, that uh, the atmosphere. We've we've discussed it at length at Hills, but it's not been the best this year anyway. Crowds have been dwindling and going down, and there's been a negative vibe around the place. So this may actually liberate some of the players. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, you,
0: you're right there. I mean, I think if. You know, fut- football obviously has been away for a while. If fans were allowed in this game, then you know there's a scenario whereby everyone would be really up for it, and you know it'd be quite a jolly atmosphere because you know football's back, and that's that's great. Um, and if Wednesday then fell behind in the first half you feel like that would change very suddenly and that, you know, things very quickly would get quite negative again, it would turn quite toxic um, and it all just feels like sort of history repeated itself. Without fans there, it means if Wednesday do fall behind, it's really down to the players as to whether or not kind of heads go down so it's it's going to be a day for big characters i mean i'm i'm talking there about scenario of wednesday falling behind that that might not necessarily happen but you know if it does then it's really down to the characters on the pitch um i i kind of feel like so i've got three names in my mind about players that i just feel are going to be really important one one is actually kadeem harris because you know he started the season at quite a pace and in the first month Month and a half, two months, he would kind of been up there or thereabouts with a the shout of being Wednesday's best player of the that opening part of the season. Things then obviously kind of died off for him. So I kind of hope that after having a bit of a break, that it will be a similar sort of thing whereby you know he comes out of the blocks really fast. Um, Massimo Luongo obviously feels like a really um, key player if he's fully fit which we really hope that he is we've seen the influence that he can have and he creates a different dynamic within that midfield and the other is Adam Reach you know we've not I don't think we've seen a fully fit Adam Reach play for Wednesday for quite a while now Mm -hmm. and he's looked out of sorts when he has played for, for whatever reason whether that's a fitness thing or whether you know it's just the way the team's set up or whatever and you know we've talked before about where Adam Reach fits into the into the team and we probably don't need to have that debate but for, for me it feels like if Adam Reach is refreshed if he's fit if he's back on form he could be really key as well and they're three players that I'm I wouldn't say I'm pinning my hopes on but I really feel if those three players you know turn up and put in great performances that that could be key to
1: Wednesday getting three points in this game I agree uh, but we have had the chat before I, I think out of the three players that uh, you talked about mentioned there James that um if you play all of them against Forrest, that means that you're probably going to leave out Jacob Murphy. Now, we won't go down that road again, uh, as I think you've made your feelings on Jacob Murphy very clear, but... Um, but I think that, yeah, Adam Reach, in that scenario, Adam Reach should maybe be on the right and it would be Kadeem Harris on the left. But Kadeem Harris should be rejuvenated and hopefully he can get back to that form that he did show in the first couple of months. He was so exciting, direct, the way he played. Um and and yeah, consistently he was good over that period. And you're right, he was up there with Julian Berner uh, and him at the time. I think were two Wednesday's two outstanding players. I think we have to talk about the defence, as as for me, that's where the biggest improvement has to be. And so, uh Adam Reach. um when he was chatting to the press, he talked a lot about Wednesday have to go back to basics. And I think he's completely right. Uh, The defence is where we have to see significant improvement. uh, And I I would take Wednesday winning ugly um, on Saturday and in a lot of the matches between now and the end of the season. I really would. I think that um, they need to rediscover that that winning feeling. And uh, it's not as if yeah, they blew Forrest away in the reverse fixture and won well at Middlesbrough. But really, under Gary Monk, there haven't been loads of standout performances and full-on attacking, entertaining brand of football. I, I, I'd, I'm I'd quite happy almost right now. I think with where Wednesday are at right now, it's a case of, OK, let's dig in and grind out some results again. That's what Wednesday needs to do as it's the points that really matter. And to do that, they need a solid base. Uh, and for the solid base to happen, it will come down to that selection and the way that, that Gary Munkle have them set up. So who will play at centre-half? I think for me, Dominic Ayolfer is the one that should be the shoe-in, and then it's who partners him. Uh, uh, and It's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, I, I I've...
0: Said many times that I have, you know, worries, and, and I have the same actually with Dominic Iorfa. I have worries with Julian Berner about him having moments where he's shaky. Now, look, you know, Tom Lees has had some terrible moments this season, and you know, if if you were to have to pick out the defender that's had the most moments that have ultimately led to giving away goals, unfortunately, Tom Lees would come top of that. The, there is an argument, isn't there, for, for kind of thinking right, Iorfa and. Burner is that is that long term what we're going to view as being the preferred partnership and and this is i guess really a question for Gary Monk, um, and he needs to know the answer to this. You know, he's seen all these players a lot over the course of this season now, and he's been working with them obviously in, in training, and it's been a different kind of training because it's centered on smaller groups. So, you know, he's, he's got to have learned enough about the players to be able to now say, right, this is going to be my central defensive partnership. And he's got to stick with it. You know, we've we, we've swapped and changed. There's been a little bit of the Yoss factor going on, hasn't there, at the back with swapping and changing and, you know, Tom Lee's on the bench and then coming on at half time and then playing and then dropped again. And it's like, right, now's the time that there's not really any excuses. He's not finding out information about his team anymore now. He knows this stuff. He knows these players. And it's now a matter of figuring out what is that preferred back for mm. and let them have a bit of a run in the, the team. I know the circumstances are weird and that might not be possible because there might might be players who've got issues with fitness and whatnot. but um, And obviously there's the question marks about Morgan Fox and his contract and everything. But let's put all that to one side. And in terms of the Forest match, he needs to pick his what's going to be his first choice back four and go on the assumption that he continues to play back for the other games unless something happens, in my mind. And that probably is I offer and Burner. The,
1: the off factor is a great way of describing it, James. I, I, I completely agree that I think that that's what we saw, we've seen too much of this year from... Gary Monk, with the chopping, the changing of of the team and formation. And I think it has created that instability uh, and why, for me, it's important to go back to basics. And I, I think this team is better set up for the flat back four. Um. I think the difficulty will be, I hear what you're saying in terms of, all oh, right, if he go, whatever back four he goes with. So if it's Palmer, I offer Burner, Fox, that back four's then set in stone for the, for the final nine matches. And that's what he did actually, Gary Monk at the start of his reign. He didn't really tinker too much with the defence. And that's when they were keeping clean sheets. However, the fitness factor that we're going to now have. Uh, and Gary Monk talked about this, and I think he's right, that's where it's going to be very hard for the quick turnaround in matches. I think it's it's inevitable that he's going to have to make changes and where the squad depth, we're going to find out, really, have Wednesday got enough. Uh, and we're going to see, uh, you know, are, are they going to be strong? Yeah, is survival the fittest? That, And I think so, that's why the top teams will be able to cope. With this, better than the teams at the bottom who have the smaller squads, definitely, uh, and, that, and that's why it will be difficult, I think, for Wednesday with the defence uh, to get that settled back line as much as Gary Monk would like.
0: It, it's that's a fair point, isn't it? Because you know we've got this this slightly strange scenario where Wednesday play on Saturday have then got eight days off and play again the following Sunday, which is quite a big break. Um, and then it's midweek weekend for, uh, what, five or six weeks after that. And, and, and is a bit of a kind of everything feels very crammed in. Um, I think Wednesday play pretty much every Wednesday, don't they? For, um, for, for un- until the end of the season. In fact, the last game of the season is also a midweek game. So, um, it, it's, it's a very, very odd, sort of scenario and, and you're right, you know, we, we talk about when um when a team's got three games in a week, so a Saturday, Tuesday or Wednesday and then another Saturday, and we talk then about how it's unlikely you'll be able to keep exactly the same team. Well we've got that every weak now. Um the a bit but you know the flip side of that every other team's got it as well. So as you say, the teams that have got the, the bigger um strength in depth, you know, we've got this awkward situation where really we've only got three central defenders, haven't we? Because David Bates obviously is 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 not really a thing. I don't even know if he's still at the club or whether he's gone back or what the situation is there, but he's obviously not going to figure in the last two games. And beyond that I can't I, I don't think is is there anyone I've forgotten about there? Have we got another central defender? I don't think we do.
1: No, I don't think so. Not a recognised defender. We we saw a thing in the Man City side. Did Liam Palmer uh, play on the right side of a back five? I think we did. Yeah. Um, and he's maybe done that a couple of times, he's... but he's not a centre-half. Um, no, you're right. No. So in terms of senior uh, players, yeah, if, if Wednesday do get an injury there, I think it's a huge concern. And when you consider that Sam Hutchinson... Has no future. In the club. He is someone who, again, would have been capable of dropping back at centre half. Uh, you hope that it doesn't come back to haunt Wednesday. Really, that they've frozen out him and David Bates, and that they're going to be able to go. I think, really, I mean, what you're looking at is they would have to then promote someone um, from the youth setup. Uh, I'd, I'd, that, that's all they would be able to do. They'd have to throw them into. Um, you in there, but I'm trying to think really off the top of my head of centre-halves um, from the under-23s who are knocking at the door. I don't think we've really seen any of them included in the matchday squad, not in defence. We've seen Conor Gran and Alex Hunt, Azar Zirugidi off the top of my head and that's where, I mean he's the only one I think really and that's where he sees his yeah. long-term position, but he's never played there for Wednesday played four matches yeah. and they've all been at right back so it's a gamble it's a gamble
0: whatever you're looking at it it. very much It is very much, yeah. I mean, I I remember Morgan Fox playing centre-half more in force than anything else, probably two Mm. or three times where he slotted in at at centre-half and actually looked fairly assured there, looked, you know, all right, looked comfortable there. So I guess that's an option, but then we've also got question marks about Morgan Fox and whether he's going to be around. So it's, um, you know, I think we're just going to have to take this one game at a time, aren't we, and just see what unfolds. But it's, it's a worry that, it's a worry that, you know, you would think, four center halves recognize center halves in your squad is what you is really the minimum that you would want and you know we find ourselves with three and you know we know that that certainly um you know we've we've seen Tom Lee's pick up fairly significant injuries before we're actually at a stage of football where it's very possible for any player to to pick up um a, an injury and even if it keeps them out for one or two games it becomes really significant so, it's worth mention yeah, we um, it, well sorry James it, it
1: was worth mentioning too or Morgan Fox that uh, if he doesn't play beyond the next two matches well Wednesday have no left back they actually have no recognised left <laughs> you know with Matt Penny unable to play and still on loan at St Poway uh, then they would be left with no other choice but to play Liam Palmer or Moses Odebagio, uh there uh, and I know Liam Palmer was very effective under Steve Bruce at left back uh, but I prefer seeing really on the right side as that um, as he is a right footer so yeah that's another area that for me is a is a little bit concern and where they look light on options if morgan fox doesn't play after bristol city um there's there's an interesting
0: sort of scenario there and so I'm just looking at my calendar now because I've obviously got st paul's fixtures in my uh, in my calendar uh because there's only two games still to go in the um in the german season so this weekend and next weekend Um, so I don't know whether or not there's a possibility there of whether Matt Penny coming back would actually then be able to play a few games for Wednesday. no
1: I'm afraid we checked this with Gary Monk and Gary Monk said that he ruled that out that it's not possible Um, so no Wednesday we'll have to wait until next season to see uh, Matt Penny back in uh, the blue and white shirt fair enough Uh, we've talked about it a couple of times then
0: so um, you had a a long old chat with Adam Reach earlier this week let's hear the thoughts of him
1: you've got several lone players um, as as well where there's a bit of uncertainty at the moment over their futures how important is it to hang on to them
2: yeah like you said there's uncertainty whether we're going to hold on to them I think that would be a massive blow if we lost the likes of Jacob Murphy who I think have left. Well, uh, speaking of late, you know, before the break was one of our star players. I thought he was someone who, when the chips were down a little bit, he stood out as someone who kept his performances pretty consistently high. So he would be a big loss, and brought in the likes of Connor Wickham, who we haven't really had chance to see because of this. Um, And I think his performances and his possible goals in the last nine nine games could be really important. yeah, loads of uncertainty in terms of our of contract players, loan players. Um, hopefully, the club can come to swift kind of compromises with those players to hold on to them. Because I think with the full squad that we have, you know, we can have a really good good end of the season with these nine games. And you know, whether that's enough to push towards the playoffs, I'm not sure. But we'll give it a good go.
1: You mentioned Jacob then, and then there's also Kadim. What do you make to sort of the competition for places? Our wide—it's
2: been strong, last You know, with me, um, Kadim, and, and Jacob, and then the likes of Alessio, who's coming in late. We've got so much, you know, depth there on, on the wide, on the wide positions. And you know, I, I, I've read things that Kadim's done, and he's been disappointed with the way his season's panned out after such a strong start. And I'm, I'm, I'm more than confident that he'll bounce back and start getting amongst the goals again. And, like I said, Jacob has been really good of late. He's been one of our strongest performers. And, um, you know, I'm definitely looking to, to end the mm-hmm. season strong and, and prove to myself that and get back to the level that I was at. Um, but I think if you look around the whole you've got strength in all positions. Um, and like I said earlier, the manager's going to have tough decisions and we've got players who are all fighting to get that starting eleven right? um, but that can only be good for you know the club going forward.
1: Yeah. It's been a quick turnaround or a turnaround time but um you've played some in house matches. Do you wish you'd played any friendlies in the build up to Forest?
2: there's arguments for both sides of that, isn't there? There's there'll be nothing better than different players and going to maybe someone else's stadium experiencing that without fans but I think the club made the decision that it wasn't worth the the travel and the, the potential kind of contamination of anyone you know coming in contact with other people um i think that was the right decision like i said safety is paramount in this and and if we can keep all our players safe and, and ready for the game without un, any unnecessary um, contact with anyone else i think we've done it the right way and We've done all we can, we've worked hard, we've got 90 minutes under our belts a couple of times now, so I think we're all ready to play on Saturday for sure.
1: Have Morgan and and Steve and Fletcher, have they indicated to you that that they're going to play in the final two matches? Have any of the other out-of-contract players said anything?
2: Not really. I think, understandably, they're keeping the cards close to the chest because they don't want anything to kind of... To come out or anyone to kind of prejudge them on anything they've said. I'd like to think that all players are available for the two games because we're all under contract for the games. Um, beyond that, that's up to those players and, and the club, you know, between themselves to, to organize something. I think not everyone's going to sign, I'm, I'm sure players are going to leave and players are going to rejoin. Um, that's just football. So hopefully, with whoever stays, we can keep the you know, the core of the group together because like I said, I think we're in a good place to try and have a really good, strong strong end to the finish. Uh, strong end to the season, sorry.
1: Final one for me, Adam, how vital is this summer going to be in in you know, the rebuild and what you're trying to achieve at the club?
2: I think it's going to be massive. I think if we can end this season strongly and where, wherever that puts us exactly. in the table, I'm unsure. And then, like you say, with such a quick turnaround in the next year, with with numerous players potentially leaving, it might be a big turnaround of players. It'll be um, the first summer window that the manager has to bring in players. Um, so it's going to big changes in Sheffield Wednesday, and hopefully we can finish strongly and put ourselves in a good position and have the confidence high within the group and with the fans, and then we'll kickstart next season whenever that happens, and 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 try and ultimately. Achieve what we've all been set out to achieve, what I've been trying to do since I joined this club, you know, four years ago now, trying to get out of this league to the Premier League and hopefully, hopefully that can happen, you know, I'm still confident in the group that we have, I'm confident in the manager that we've got, um, that we can achieve that ultimately.
0: Uh, so one other thing that's um, happened this week, which you're always going to catch our eye in, uh, in Wednesday World, is um, some rule changes from the EFL with regards to financial fair play, uh, particularly next season, where it kind of sounds like they've just said, yeah, all rules go out the window for a, a, a season. I haven't looked too far into it. Um, I'll be honest, I've not really had a chance to fully digest it. I don't know if you know kind of any more than than that. I I don't know what difference this makes. I mean, you would think the immediate concern for Wednesday is still the current charge. And I think it's fair to say that whatever changes are made for next season really have no bearing on how that's going to play out.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think you pretty much just answered it there. um, Yeah, the, the EFL charge, from everyone that I've spoken to, from what I've been told, it will apply this season. So if Wednesday are found guilty, um, and it, it, so the rule changes with FFP, PNS, call it what you want, uh, that, uh, I think that, that I've said it before that I think they've got to look at, um, that anyway of the EFL that I think with the financial climate that we're in, uh, and football clubs not generating the revenue now with fans unable to come through the turnstiles, um, so the missing out on that match day revenue is huge uh, for clubs like Wednesday. That they the have to reassess and have a look at the the PNS rules. I think that's um, very much going to have to be on the cards and something that the FO are going to have to look at anyway in the future.
0: Yeah, that that sounds um, yeah, that sounds about right. And yeah, you know, we, we, it, it's still the unknown, isn't it? I guess we've just got to. I almost keep fingers crossed and just see what happens in the next few weeks with regards to that and then review again in the summer and see what actually difference it's going to make in terms of whether or not there, there is money for Wednesday to spend and, and what we can do and who we can bring in and what not but um, that still feels like a long way away at the moment um, alright so one, one 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 last thing for us which is our opinions for this week and pretty simple so we've got nine games of the season to go there's 27 points up for grabs There's a number of other factors to consider there in terms of deductions, but uh, let's put that to one side. Um, Dom, how many points do you think is going to be a good return for Wednesday?
1: When you look at the run-in, James, and they've got, uh, what was it, five of the top ten to play uh, from the remaining nine matches, I'd like to think that, say, worst-case scenario, Wednesday get hit with the points deduction uh, in a couple of weeks' time the doomsday scenario, then I think 15 points would give Wednesday, what, 63 points. Say they got deducted 12, puts them on 51. Most seasons, that would keep you in the championship, would keep you up. Uh, And I I think, is it realistic? Uh, Wednesday... We've seen it sometimes this season, have performed really well against some of the top teams like Forest and Leeds, Uh, West Brom away, they should have got something. Um, So I don't think it's impossible. I think 15 points would be a really good return, anything more than that, uh, and I think you have to say, yeah, um, that's seriously good. So yeah, but five, five wins from the last nine matches. You look at the home, the games, I think Huddersfield and Middlesbrough, they've got to be beating them. I think those two, for me, I'm not going to say givens, but they've got to be targeting them. Um, And and I'm hoping that it doesn't come down to the last day against Middlesbrough (laughs) and that everything will be um, sorted out. But the Wednesday way is that I I could see it going to the last day, but we're, we're going to find out, aren't we?
0: Yeah, key phrase there, which is the Wednesday way, which is very, very true. Um, I, I'm going to be optimistic here because I think that, you know, we've we've had a, a topsy-turvy season. It's been a while since we've kind of put together a decent run. So, you know, this this is where the players have got to step up. This is where they've got to show us what they're made of. So I'm going to go on the basis that they'll do that, that, you know, we'll... we'll I was going to say that we'll win the home games and maybe sneak a win or maybe a couple of away wins. I mean, kind of home away doesn't really mean very much at the moment because of the fact there's no fans in the, in the ground. Um You actually look at the fixtures and you'd say it's not the easiest running in the world. There's some real tough games there, particularly some of the away games are, are, are not looking all that, all that nice, you know, full and penultimate game of the season who depending what happens at the top end might really have all to play for by that point of the season. Um, kind of be a weird scenario wouldn't it if we're kind of hoping that maybe Leeds have sealed promotion by then so that Fulham maybe don't really have that much to play for and maybe it's an easier game I don't know it, it feels like a long way away although it's only a couple of weeks um, so I'm I'm going to be optimistic I'm going to say 16 or 17 um, I'm I'm going to edge my bets and go 17 I think 15 um, to
1: be fair I think 15 I was being maybe a tad optimistic 5 wins from the 9 matches and went yeah the, we've got to though haven't we no, we've got to be optimistic yeah, we, well fact is James it can't. It can't get any worse than what it was before. Nine defeats from fourteen and only two wins this Don't year. No, it, it can't. It just can't. And I, I, I refuse to believe it. So now I, I think the only way is up. There's a James, meme. There. The only way is up.
0: There's a meme there of Dom House and saying it can't get any better, and oh. Sheffield Wednesday saying, "Hold my pint." You know, it's. Uh, I will. We'll see what well, we will. We will. We will see. So you're saying 15. I'm saying 17. Gosh, I'm being optimistic. I think you really. So. I think
1: you are. I, I, I'm not sure whether that's realistic. I, I'm not. I, frankly, I've gone for 15 um, as I'm looking up. But I, I actually think it could be maybe closer. It wouldn't surprise me if it was closer to nine or ten. Just on the difficulty of the matches and that there's so many teams. We've got a lot to play for as well. Um, West Brom, Forest. Bristol City, Preston at home, Um, there aren't many that you just go and look at and think, yeah, Wednesday, definitely fancy them to win there. It's the beauty of the Championship, and that's why we're looking forward to being back, aren't we, James? Let's see what happens, eh? Let's see what happens. Right, cool.
0: That's going to wrap us up for this week. You can catch Dom at Domhausen. I'm at James Marriott or contact the show at Dom and James. Big thanks to our gold sponsor, Title Law. You can find them at titlelaw.co.uk. Thank you for joining us. And if you like singing the blues, please rate and review the show on your uh, podcast app. Up the owls and see you next week. (laughs)